Tuesday, 23rd of June, 2020. Welcome back to Ellipsis. My name is Ravneet and this is episode 22. I guess one reason I'm fascinated with poetry is how a poet can simultaneously live in so many different worlds. How, for a brief moment, you put pen to paper and extract from your observation, your lived experience and your imagination a small, self-contained world. In this world, no ordinary rules apply. You are much the master of the laws of nature as of the law of man. Sometimes objects talk. Animals have voice and wisdom. Man's actions have immediate consequences. Man is allowed despair and loneliness and weaknesses, qualities that we revile in our real life. In poems, briefly, the poet seeks to acknowledge that our world and the way it is, is one version of one instance of how we came to be. There could have been others where neither man's superiority nor that of his intellect, his achievements was guaranteed. Hence, so many poets write poems with wretchedness at the center of it. You pity the protagonist. You say, oh, how sad, this poet. When you don't understand what a particular poet means, we say, oh, how loony. How do these things get into print anyway? And that is the thing. Poets are not poets for the one poem or two that they wrote that roused an entire people. Poets are poets because they are prolific little storytellers. They sit quietly in trains, in parks, in cafes, in parties, at work, at home, in school. And they weave these inner worlds, not because they set out to write a poem, but because a thought occurred to them which finds existence only as a poem. Only a poem allows them the complete freedom to be sad and loony and brave all at once. And it is this bravery of thought that is so attractive to those of us who read and write and love poems. Not just the freedom it allows, fiction gives you that too, escape from reality. But only poetry allows beauty in wretchedness, in incompleteness, in absurdity, by making wretchedness, incompleteness and absurdity central and supreme. This, this is poetry's victory over fiction, the appeal of poets over mere writers for all of us. Because we were all wretched and incomplete and absurd in parts. But the world wouldn't let us feel normal about that. The poem today is by Mark Strand. If you have heard of him, good for you. If you haven't, consider this poem an introduction. He's a celebrated, much-awarded American poet, also Poet Laureate of the U.S. at some point. He passed away in 2014 at the age of 80. I read today Man and Camel from his collection of the same name, Man and Camel. This isn't one of his more celebrated poems, pithy and dripping with insight. 
but this is one poem that combines several of the recurring themes of his poetry negation felt and unfelt the approaching of death surrealist imagery and something that i can only describe as a sense of a mistake i own his nop publication book collected poems which is 500 pages combining all of his published works this has allowed me to hop between various poetry volumes and notice these patterns across his poetry but this is hard to convey with just one poem so i'm hoping i can read more of his works in subsequent episodes but for now man and camel and i have it here man and camel by mark strand on the eve of my 40th birthday i sat on the porch having a smoke when out of the blue a man and a camel happened by neither uttered a sound at first but as they drifted up the street and out of town the two of them began to sing yet what they sang is still a mystery to me the words were indistinct and the tune too ornamental to recall into the desert they went and as they went their voices rose as one above the sifting sound of wind blown sand the wonder of their singing its elusive blend of man and camel seemed an ideal image for all uncommon couples was this the night that i had waited for for so long i wanted to believe it was but just as they were vanishing the man and camel ceased to sing and galloped back to town they stood before my porch staring up at me with beady eyes and said you ruined it you ruined it forever i'm going to read that one more time man and camel by mark strand on the eve of my 40th birthday i sat on the porch having a smoke when out of the blue a man and a camel happened by neither uttered a sound at first but as they drifted up the street and out of town the two of them began to sing yet what they sang is still a mystery to me the words were indistinct and the tune too ornamental to recall into the desert they went and as they went their voices rose as one above the sifting sound of wind blown sand the wonder of their singing its elusive blend of man and camel seemed an ideal image for all uncommon couples was this the night that i had waited for so long i wanted to believe it was but just as they were vanishing the man and camel ceased to sing and galloped back to town they stood before my porch staring up at me with beady eyes and said 
you ruined it you ruined it forever that was man and camel by mark strand wasn't it surreal but also beautiful in the moment of confusion it creates at the end which forces you to read the poem again and derive meaning from it you demand meaning from it the internet says the poem means the fulfillment of desire is the end of desire and quite possibly that is what he wrote off but when i read this poem my first interpretation was from the point of view of the man with the camel and i thought how some joys are private joys they exist because they have no audience and when you feel watched you feel blighted and conscious making the joy disappear its purity gone well we would never really know what mark strand meant or thought of when he was penning this one and that's the thing with poets that mystery adds to their allure so you go listen to that poem again and ping me and tell me what you thought until friday living in ellipsis ravneet baba Thank mm-hmm. you.